This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and this is the Gratitude Edition. Did you celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday? According to Wikipedia, Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday celebrated in Canada, the United States, some of the Caribbean islands, and Liberia. It began as a day of giving thanks for the blessing of the harvest and of the preceding year. Similarly named festival holidays occur in Germany and Japan. Thanksgiving is celebrated on the second Monday of October in Canada and on the fourth Thursday of November in the United States and around the same part of the year in other places. Although Thanksgiving has historical roots in religious and cultural traditions, it has long been celebrated as a secular holiday as well. As President of the United States George Washington proclaimed the first nationwide Thanksgiving celebration in America, marking... November 26, 1789, as a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. We've come a long way since George Washington's day, but the day is still dedicated to acknowledging all the many things for which we are grateful. I know some of you don't live in the U.S. or Canada, which has its own Thanksgiving Day in October, or some of the other places that celebrate this holiday, but the idea of giving thanks knows no borders. Do you have a regular practice of gratitude? Much has been written on the subject, and even the medical community is beginning to recognize the health benefits. One of our local hospitals has an upcoming class in gratitude journaling. Keeping a gratitude journal, just writing down at the end of the day at least three things you're grateful for, is a wonderful tool for improving your outlook on life and for attracting more of these things to you. It's especially important if you're feeling like there's not much to be grateful for. It can sometimes seem that way if things aren't going well in your life. But even if it's just that you're grateful that this day is over, there's always something. We often make the mistake of thinking that if we're grateful for what we have, it means we don't want more. So we make what we have now wrong so we can feel justified in pursuing something different that we perceive perceive as better. Have you ever had the experience where you've given something to someone and they're so appreciative it makes you want to give them more? Or conversely, you give something to someone whose attitude conveys they're disappointed or it's not good enough. Do you want to give them more? Probably not. But being grateful for what you have sends a message to the universe that you appreciate what's being provided for you. And it opens a door for more to flow to you. One way to increase your gratitude is to reframe things. I've talked before about changing the way you think about things or how you see certain events or people in your life. I had a difficult relationship with my father. We didn't speak at all in the last decades of his life. His choice, not mine. I felt angry that he had cut me out of his life. After I found out he had died, I had a dream. And in it, I saw God giving him a high five like he had done a great job. 
When I woke up, I realized that I wouldn't be the person I am today if I had not had that experience with him. It could have been better or it could have been worse. It's hard to say had my parents been different. Or maybe I wouldn't be here at all. There's a school of spiritual thought that says we choose our parents to facilitate the lessons our soul has chosen to learn in this lifetime. The point is that even the difficult people, sometimes especially the difficult people, are in our lives to teach us something. I took that lens of understanding and applied it to other experiences in my life. I came to see the trials and turmoil as necessary for my journey, and for that, I am grateful. Several years ago, 2005 according to the inscription in the book, I was in New York around the holidays and went to a gift market. I think it was in Bryant Park or maybe somewhere around Grand Central Station. I bought a book called Season of Thanks, Graces and Blessings for Every Home by Taz, not sure how to say her last name, T-A-G-O-R-E, Tagore, founder of the Appreciate Network. Just the fact that there is such a thing as the Appreciate Network should tell you something. The book jacket describes it as a non-denominational collection of blessings and stories. In the introduction, she says, Thankfully, being awakened to the goodness of life is not a result of one's genetic disposition or initiation into a secret society of thanksgivers. Gratefulness, a conviction, an outlook, and a daily practice is available to everyone. Some are born ready to view the world through the lens of appreciation. For others, the moment of awakening arrives after feeling restless or taking life for granted. The destination is delightful, regardless of the path taken. One of the quotes from the author speaks to the importance of being grateful even for hardships in our lives. A tree sprouts leaves, blossoms, and bears fruit, only by welcoming raindrops, sun, and air inside. Help us to welcome hardship, solitude, and others in our lives. Nourished by profound experience, we too will bear fruit. It's easy to appreciate the big stuff. You got a great job or a new client, you have a special someone in your life, or you've extricated yourself from a relationship that wasn't working. But more often, it's the little things that we can find gratitude in each day. A traditional Pueblo prayer or poem from the book goes like this. Hold on to what is good even if it is a handful of earth. Hold on to what you believe, even if it is a tree which stands by itself. Hold on to what you must do, even if it is a long way from here. Hold on to life, even when it is easier letting go. Hold on to my hand, even when I have gone away from you. And there's this one from Rumi. The morning wind spreads its fresh smell. We must get up and take that in. That wind lets us live, breathe before it's gone. We've got to take a short break. When we come back, you'll hear from some women I talked to at a recent eWomen Network breakfast about the biggest change in their life for which they are most grateful. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. 
I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change Redefining Success, the Gratitude Edition. A week or so ago, I attended our monthly eWomen Network breakfast, and I asked some of the participants to share the biggest change in their life for which they are most grateful. Here's what they had to say. What is your name and what is your business? My name is Anna Rorba and I, my business is AR Leadership and I'm a leadership coach and speaker coach. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? My biggest change is um, getting elected for Mukilteo City Council member. What is your name and what is your business? Uh, my name is Chuck Oxford and my business is Fix Auto Bellevue Auto Collision Repair which I'm transitioning out of uh, into a new phase of my life. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? Well, I'm transitioning out my business and going into a new phase uh, of a career. And uh, it's been amazing how much support I've gotten from the networking groups like, like eWomen and private networking groups, people stepping up and really supporting me. What is your name and what is your business? I am Debbie Mycroft and my business is Memories Worth Telling. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? I am very grateful that I went to a college where the overseas studies were encouraged and I was offered a job in Hong Kong right out of college and I took advantage of that. What is your name and what's your business? My name is Diane Thompson. I call myself the kick butt health coach. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? I found the courage to start building my business online. What is your name and what is your business? My name is Jen Mueller and I'm the founder of Talk Sporty to Me. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? I'm thankful that I was finally able to ask for some help because it made things so much easier the second half of the year. Being able to ask for help in launching a book or with whatever I needed for my business, that was a huge step for me this year. What is your name and what's your business? My name is Jen Rustad and I'm a hairstylist and a licensed beauty instructor. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? The biggest change in my life has been the decision to go back to school to become a beauty school instructor. I am so grateful for that decision because it has opened up doors for me and opportunities to help empower abused women and women that have been involved in human trafficking. What is your name and what is your business? My name is Jessica Hanaumi, and I am the owner and lead photographer at Atelier Portrait and Gallery. And what is the biggest change 
in your life for which you are most grateful? Well, right now it's getting an actual commercial studio space and I am so grateful for the support from my family to be able to do that. What is your name and what's your business? Hi, I'm Chris Kepler and I'm a writer and narrator. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? I am most grateful for being nominated by my peers for an award for Outstanding Storyteller Best Performance by Sobas. What is your name and what is your business? My name is Shannon Ward and my business is Make Your Success Real. And what is the biggest change in your life for which you are most grateful? Um, the biggest change in the last few months was taking on a VP of sales role at Make Your Success Real, where I can have a much greater impact on entrepreneurs through business education in sales and marketing. What is your name and what is your business? My name is Tamara Frausto and I am Creations by TJ, where I do personalized embroidery. And what is the biggest change in your life that you are most grateful for? That would be when I finally realized that I am a business and not a hobby. Did that inspire you? Are you thinking about, or better yet, writing down your own answer to that question? If you'd like to share, please post it on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. We've got to take another short break. When we come back, the hidden benefits of a daily gratitude practice and a preview of next week's show. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back again to Change Redefining Success. I am your host, Kate Fessler, and we're talking about gratitude in this week of Thanksgiving. Why would you want to incorporate an attitude of gratitude into your life? There are a lot of benefits, and almost everyone who writes or talks about growth and self-awareness and self-actualization will mention this as a step to living your best life. It's a matter of shifting your consciousness to becoming aware of and focusing on what's good, of thinking differently. Once you start thinking differently about what's possible for you and seeing your life experiences in a new light, you can break through some of the limiting beliefs that you probably don't even know are keeping you from leading your best life, what I call your authentic first-class life. Once you raise your awareness, you move to a higher level of consciousness. You can unleash your creativity as well. In the Woman's Book of Creativity, author C. Diane Ely, Ph.D., says, Consciousness is always changing. Our brain understands and is comfortable with different states of consciousness. All we need to do is ask our brain to shift, then wait calmly for a response. The more we practice, the easier it becomes to move to the desired state. Living in gratitude can also help us transcend fear. In a world where we know it'll all work out because we're open to opportunities and believe that, to use the old cliche, when one door closes, another one opens, or at least a window does, for a new adventure in our journey through life, what is there to fear? 
In the book Sacred Pampering Principles, An African-American Woman's Guide to Self-Care and Inner Renewal by Debrana Jackson Gandy, there's a section called Sacred Pampering Principle for the Spirit Number 11, An Attitude of Gratitude. In it, she states, Expressing gratitude is a function of being humble, having an attitude of gratitude and a prosperity consciousness. It's also in line with spiritual law. What goes around comes around. You reap what you sow. A pampered woman strives to develop a consciousness of prosperity and abundance. She understands that being grateful and expressing thanks keeps her blessings flowing. She understands that what she sows with her attitudes and behaviors, she will eventually reap. A self-caring woman is constantly looking for opportunities to express gratitude. She goes on to say, Gratitude requires that you acknowledge your blessings and treat others and their actions as gifts. Expressing and demonstrating gratitude and thanks widens your receiving conduit. Giving and receiving work in partnership. Each is a function of the other. Being grateful and thankful is a posture, an attitude, a disposition. It's a posture grounded in thankfulness and appreciation. Think about that. Gratitude as a precursor to prosperity. Author Eric Butterworth, in his book, Spiritual Economics, The Principles and Process of True Prosperity, has a whole chapter called The Grateful Heart, in which he writes, Thanksgiving is not just a reactionary emotion. It's a causative energy. It is an effective key by which anyone may meet life as a powerful conqueror. Let us consider this key as important, although normally overlooked element in the process of achieving prosperity. Giving thanks is an important state of your consciousness that keeps you in awareness of oneness with divine flow. When you understand this, you see that a grateful heart does not need something to be grateful for. One can be grateful with the same spontaneity as being happy. It simply flows from within and becomes a causative energy. There's that consciousness connection again. I think if you look into any self-help materials, there will be an element of gratitude and consciousness raising. The benefits that flow from it can truly change your life. If you'd like to contribute to this conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. What's your story? If you'd like to share it to inspire others on this podcast, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. Next week, my guest will be Debbie Mycroft, the Legacy Lady. Using her gift as a writer, Debbie is on a mission to assist families in preserving their legacies. Debbie's love of writing began in childhood, was honed through high school and college, and has been put to practical use throughout her career. For 20 plus years, she worked in the investigative and due diligence industry. Debbie was introduced to this industry while living in Hong Kong and worked for Kroll Associates as the Director of Research Asia. In her capacity, Debbie directed case-related research, data analysis, report writing, and editing. She was also tasked with debriefing subcontractors and other on-ground sources to obtain verbal and written field intelligence. After 14 years in Hong Kong, Debbie returned to the United States and was able to work in a freelance capacity as a researcher and writer based on her solid contacts in the due diligence industry. Debbie describes being her own boss and able to set her own schedule as a blessing since she was raising her children and caring for two relatives as they battled long-term illnesses. 
Now that her children are older and self-sufficient, and her caregiver duties are behind her, she is pursuing new adventures, career included. Debbie is the founder and chief word choreographer of Memories Worth Telling, a boutique writing house producing personalized autobiographical books and legacy letters. Debbie's experience living overseas and interacting with many different cultures, coupled with a degree in psychology, excellent writing skills, empathy, and perfectionism, all come together in her vocation, capturing an individual's memories and creatively crafting their story in a broader context to preserve their family's ancestral lineage, cultural heritage, faith traditions, holiday celebrations, and crazy unforgettable quirks. I hope you'll join us. Until then, please know that I am grateful for you, and I appreciate that you listen. I hope you're inspired to lift your life to the next level, to define what success means to you, and to live your life on your terms. So cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.